welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theme the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there's an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me A Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip that's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash block talk and keep the show going like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Taylor breaks the internet and the internet breaks DJ Tanner. It's time for the Pop 5 Weekly Wrap-Up of a headline was made. It's fair game for Shake. Joining me on the panel this week is Mikey. Hola. Hello. What's up? Um, I am slowly getting over laryngitis, so I'm going to apologize in advance because it's, it's, it's much better than it was. I woke up Tuesday, Wednesday morning and had no voice and was like, well, this is not going to be fun. Can I um, tell you something, though? Yeah. Very sexy. Is it? It's, I feel like it I is. sound like I smoked a pack of cigarettes before coming on. No, here. this is very, very sexy. It's very sultry. Well, alrighty then. Buckle up. Um, we will be taking five pop culture topics, headlines, stories, and rather than the usual rapid fire, we're going to break them apart and share our thoughts. There are lots of things going on in a given week, so some of your favorites might not be included, but if you want to discuss something, reach out. DM me at MichaelBlockTalk on Instagram. No promises. Uh, I got some news. Good okay. news. Block Talks nominated for a Glam Award. Oh, wow. Listeners, the face that just came on my screen. That was. No, I almost said vote for sibling rivalry. No, this year it's again Ebony and I- Irony. So it's Monet. And- <clears throat> so there's that. Living the dream. Yeah, living the dream. But um, what I will say is when I start campaigning, um, every single show that I'm up against is a co-hosted show. Just saying. Is sometimes. this not a co-hosted show? Well, I, I, it's a, it's me with uh, various guests. Those, all the other shows are always the two people on the same show every week. So it's a little different, a little different. Just, just pointing it out there. But we'll see. I'm not expecting anything. I also got nominated for um, best writer blogger. That one I never really campaigned for because I don't think I have a shot. Um, but this time we'll see. Uh, depending on when the uh, voting window is, if things work out and I can still get people to vote for me while I'm in the UK, then expect lots of plugs from drag queens from all over the world to help me out here. So we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen. You should get Monet Exchange to plug you. Maybe I should. Maybe I should message her and be like, uh, you don't even do your show anymore. Wait, then how to get nominated? Because... Lady Bunny, she she still lives in the area, I guess. I don't know. It, it's people stupid. It's stupid. It is what it is. Sure. Speaking of is what it is, are you ready for it? Getting <sighs> tickets to T Swizzle Summer Tour is anything but a love story. Is the only thing the haters are going to hate is Ticketmaster. That transition. <laughs> You're welcome. 
And this is why I am nominated for Best Writer Blogger, because I can write. Uh, after literally breaking the internet with the overload of traffic on the Ticketmaster website, Swifties snagged their tickets to the Eras Tour on Tuesday, while many fans were left out in the dark as the ticket platform would not allow them access due to overloading, causing many of the 3.5 million verified fans unable to use their pre-sale code. To make matters work, Ticketmaster announced that the general public sale was canceled due to extraordinarily high demands and insufficient ticket inventory. On Friday, Swift put out a statement through social media, essentially placing blame on Ticketmaster while ensuring fans without tickets that there will be more opportunities to come together and sing these songs. Meanwhile, Ticketmaster is now under federal investigation alongside their parent company, Live Nation, about the legality of their merger, causing a monopoly within the ticket service industry. The biggest question of this entire story is, there are really that many Swifties? Y'all really came out of the woods for this one. Oh, I have a lot of opinions on this, but I do. No, well, I mean, in our group chat, Mikey has called Taylor Little Miss Capitalism. She is Little Miss Capitalist. True villain of 2022. As the addition, in addition to the ticket debacle, she forced fans to buy four versions of Midnight's in order to have the full set. Uh, are you on to something? Is she simply here to break records or make records? She's just here to break records. I mean, she released that that Midnight's album, but then there was like special versions that were only the 3 a.m. version, which had seven additional songs. And she was like encouraging fans to go buy four physical copies of these records to maybe get all four, but also to build a clock and to do this. And, and, and like the only time she ever cares about her fans or wants to be like an ally is when she's breaking records and when she needs records broken, then all of a sudden, oh, look at me, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Um, Oh, look at, buy my album 800 times to build a fucking clock. Like, and and here's the T. Little Miss Capitalist could have turned off dynamic pricing. She chose not to. So why is she putting the blame on Ticketmaster then? Because her fans are, are insane. They're sitting there now and they're on TikTok and they're on Instagram and they're going, this is my 9-11. No, bitch, you just didn't get fucking tickets. What? There's, there's people comparing having tickets to this concert with survivor's guilt. Like nobody looks good in this whole situation. Not a single person. Some of these grown ass adults behaving like, like lunatunes. And then like uh, p- people are like, well, Taylor Swift is doing this. They're trying to take Ticketmaster down from the inside and blah, 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 blah. But what it came down to is they gave out three and a half million verified fan tickets for 40% of the revenue, which is what is covered with the verified fan pre-sale. 40% of the tickets get covered in that. They gave out 3.5 million codes for 1.4 million seats. So they gave out too many codes. And then on the day of the pre-sale, 19 million people tried to enter the verified fan pre-sale with fake codes, with duplicate codes. Like Ticketmaster's website went down because 19 million people at the exact same time all entered entered codes. And it crashed the system for five hours. I mean, I saw someone show the analytics of the traffic toward Ticketmaster like days before and then the day of, and it was just, it was like. Yeah. And like, listen, the DOJ can investigate Live Nation all they want and Ticketmaster all they want. This is the fourth time they've done it. They're not going to, what's going to happen? What are we looking for with the DOJ to 
what do we want the DOJ to say to Ticketmaster and Live Nation? Because it's been going on like this for decades. Well, they, they said that the deal should have been illegal. They, it became a monopoly, and that's what their whole. But is it a monopoly? Because I mean, there's well, other I mean, that's, websites. That's, and that's, that's, the, that's the question. There are other ticketing websites. Telecharge exists. We were just talking about that. Um, I, I think it's because it was the two biggest of each industry, <laughs> and that's why it shouldn't have been. But w- regardless of that, does Taylor Swift burden some of this blame? Yes, Taylor Swift, 100%. If she really wanted to make sure, because fans were crying because tickets were 95 grand, and like, I get it. But at the same time, Taylor Swift, like, girl, you could have turned dynamic pricing off. You didn't. You could have figured out something more that you, you could have maybe done something different besides the verified fan presale or like, I don't know, like Taylor Swift sat around and said nothing until Ticketmaster came forward and apologized for the crash. And right. then she had something to say because she didn't want to blame four days her. Later. Yeah. Like four or five days later, where were you? Um, I have not looked at the schedule <laughs> of the tour. I don't know where, or when she's being places were there unofficial built-ins where they could add shows to the schedule i think that their plan was maybe i don't know because so taylor swift is also aeg live and i think that's where if this is in relation to live nation and Ticketmaster, it's not going to work because taylor swift's an aeg live client Mm -hmm. also using Ticketmaster. so and aeg is Ticketmaster or is um live nation's biggest competitor so like we're i don't think the doj has much of a grounds to break them up at this point but I, I think Taylor Swift is definitely to blame. Where was she? She should have said something sooner. Like the only time she speaks to her fans is when she wants them to go spend lots of money. And like, and she could have shut dynamic pricing off and she didn't. So for those who don't know what dynamic pricing is, what, what, what can you explain? So dynamic pricing is, let's say you're looking at a ticket. That ticket is $100. And you sit, you wait on it. You say, "Mm, I don't want to buy this ticket. So I'm going to step away for maybe a week and then I'm going to look back and see that ticket in that week, depending on how much traffic is going to that website, how much, how many people click on that ticket or not, will then go either up or down. So if the concert's selling really quickly and that ticket's still there a week later, it may go up 10, 20, $30. Or if the concert's not selling well in a week, that ticket may drop in price 10, 20, $30. And so it's done to try and entice people to buy tickets but if the show is selling well they think oh i can make more money because they're going to because people are now clamoring to go get tickets i can get that i'm gonna have to buy it now whatever the ticket price is i missed my opportunity because i didn't buy it when it was there so it's a way to kind of add in tickets it's a way to look at and price tickets so that there's constantly a profit or if you think you put the ticket price way too low and then a week later you've already sold out and it was missed money then that's another way you kind of dynamically price. Broadway does this too, um, to an extent, uh, but it's really done heavily in the concert industry. Now, do we know how the world of reselling went with this? Do we have, were, was there a big majority of resellers uh, snagging tickets? I think so. I mean, there was $95,000 tickets that were from StubHub second party websites. Unbelievable. I mean, that's, that's, my, a, that's always been my biggest problem is that needs to be the first thing that anyone's going <clears> to do. <throat> the government wants to go after anything. It should be reselling. And that's the thing, because Ticketmaster tried to do their version of reselling, which is like use our website to resell Verified the ticket. resellers. Yeah, to try and like not scalp people because StubHub and all these other parties are like, 
out there mm-hmm. and, and are, are really screwing people over. And then you have the ticket fees on top of all this. Well, Ticketmaster is going to congratulate themselves and circle jerk each other every time they can add like a $10, $15 fee to it. Now, obviously, Mikey, you did not go out to get these tickets to see Mrs. Taylor Swift. What concert would you fight all the basic bitches for tickets? I wouldn't. I don't have to. Oh, my God. (laughs) I don't have to. Wow. Um, I don't have to fight anybody for tickets. I've never had to fight for tickets. The only ones that came not close to fighting, but we had to really wait to see if we got them was when I went to go see Olivia Rodrigo. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Hashtag connections. Um, it's nice to be I, married I, to one. I watched um, the Gram, the Grammy, the um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony last night, um, where Miss Olivia Rodrigo performed a song by the one and only Carly Simon. Oh, I've not um, seen it yet. Was it good? Too low for her and very awkward performance. But I was like, well, she, she is trying to channel Carly Simon, who's not the most beautiful uh, performer no. to watch. And Very she's awkward. also, and she's also like 19 years old. So she's right. Still- and she's singing You're So Vain. And I was like, I bet you she doesn't even know what the song's about. She's too young to understand it. She probably thinks the song's about Joshua Bassett. Maybe. Mm-hmm. All right. Taylor Swift, um, for all those <laughs> who got to go, congratulations. Um, I think it would be the funniest thing in the world would happen if she cancels the tour. Um, no, this is what I'm predicting. Cause she, and especially she's already setting it up. She's going to have like a Taylor Swift streaming service. that's going to come up and you can, and they're going to live stream every single show for a one-time fee of $20. I'm putting money on it. And it and is going the, to be the, the biggest cash grab. Thing. The, I mean, I almost went to an Adam Lambert viewing from a Halloween concert. He did in LA this year uh, for 20 bucks. And I was that tempted to do it. And it's like, no, it's not the same. So we'll see. Tickets and I love you all my fans. So here is a streaming service that you can pay 20 bucks for a one-time fee and you can stream any concert or the bitch will say 20 bucks a concert, but you can stream every single one if you want to. She's Why little Miss Capitalist. Problem with this. What? Why did Lady Gaga's tickets not become this bad? Because Lady Gaga's not a garbage pit of a person. Well, there we go. All right. Another year of Grammy nominations and another year where I essentially know nothing. As predicted, Beyonce leads the pack with nine nods for her album Renaissance with Kendrick Lamar scoring eight. Following behind at seven were Adele and Brandi Carlisle. News was made as trans icon Kim Patras did receive a nomination for Unholy with Sam Smith. And for us Eurovision fans, walked away with four nominations and Monskin receives a nomination for best new artist who they're up against. I literally know one other artist and it's like, who the fuck are these people? Of course, as fans never understand how the award nominee system works for the Grammys, they called for snubs of the likes of we don't talk about Bruno, a billboard hot 100 number one for five weeks getting nothing. Rosalia getting no love in the big categories, and the teens are so pissed off that no love for Sabrina Carpenter. All right. Mikey, as our music muse here, who are your favorites of the nominees this year? Any predictions? I am forever, always, hashtag ABBA. Um, I'm going to be real honest with you all. I have not heard a lot of music this year. I didn't realize... Who are these people? 
I don't, I know these people. I know some of these artists. Like I like Lizzo. I like Beyonce. Bad Bunny's really good. Adele's really good. ABBA's great. Um, Brandy Carlisle's fine. Coldplay, Kendrick. I don't really care about Harry Styles, but Harry, like I know some of the artists, but. May I go to the best new artists with you? Okay. The best new artists. Okay. Anita. I know Anita. Okay. I do know Anita because my friend Anthony loves her. Omar Apollo. I don't know who that is. Dami and JD Beck. Mm-mm. Mooney Long. Don't know. Samara Joy. Uh, the name sounds familiar. Lato. I do know that one. Monaskin. I do know that one. Uh, Toby Nguai. I don't know that one. Molly Tuttle. I don't know that one. Wet Leg. I don't know that one. But a lot of the new artists I don't usually know. There, but there's always been times where like the best new artist year is like so amazing and the biggest names of pop music are there and it's like always a battle who's going to get it and then there's the curse of the best new artist like where you win it and then you die in oblivion. Um, I don't know these people. Why? Why? What is going on with the world of pop music that artists like this are not transcending into mainstream music? You're not like you're not going to like what I'm about to say. And say I'm it. not, and I'm not going to like what I'm about to say. We are getting too old for modern pop music. But I know everybody in the record of the year, the song of the year, album of the year. I sure. know those. Why? Sure, because those albums, they're not new artists. I'm saying in terms of brand new artists who- well, We've had new artists come into those categories before because they've- Sure, but that's the thing. A lot of the newer artists that go out and like get there, they're not- are, we're not the demographic. They're new artists, so they're for a lot of the kids. And I bet you, and it took Beyonce some time, it took Adele some time to really break into these categories too. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. so we're not, we have every once in a while seen it when a record or a song or an album really like transcends all the categories. But like, we're not seeing it necessarily yet, but the kids all know these artists. If you ask someone who's 10 to 20, 22 years old, they'll know who these people are. So I should date a 22 year old. No. Well, how old are you? I'm 35. My husband was 33 when we started dating and I was 21. So, I mean, I guess that tracks. There we go. Um, I want to talk about a little controversial section of the awards. Um, Best comedy album. The nominees are Dave Chappelle, Jim Gaffigan, Randy Rabo, Louis C.K., Patton Oswalt. Why controversial? Dave Chappelle. Well, yes. Louis C.K. Yes, but we always knew they were going to get it. Why? When, because... when, is it, when, when do we start punishing these people and say, you have to stop until you atone for your bullshit? Because the Academy doesn't care. It's all bullshit. The media are we doesn't Randy care. Rainbow? No, because he's also problematic. Are you kidding me? So then why are we rewarding problematic people again? We've been doing it for years, Michael. I know, so when are we going to stop? The Oscars gave Roman Polanski a standing ovation because he couldn't be there because he was fleeing child sex charges. I, I I don't know what you want from these people. They're not good people. And anyone who's trying to pretend like Taylor Swift or Beyonce or any of these other people are your friend or are nice or whatever. No. Beyonce's also a billionaire. Rihanna's also a billionaire. Taylor Swift is a billionaire. 
Maybe they'll give us money. They're not going to. Dolly Parton's going to give people money. Dolly Parton is not the um, is the exception, but Dolly Parton also got canceled this year. For what? You ever been to the Dolly Parton Dixie Stampede? No. Does not hold up well. So she got canceled for her show that she has like no control over. Uh, she does have control over it. She stamped her name right on it. She changed the name. She took Dixie off the name because she's like, we got to move with the times and Dixie is not good. But the whole thing, there's a point where Native Americans, which are white people with Native American masks, come out and like do tribal things. It does not hold up. Well. And there's also like a slave recreation moment in it. Like, it's just not. Yeah, Miss Dolly. Let's just remember what state we're talking about, and also um, the New Jersey. New Jersey? Are you kidding me? I'm pretty sure Dixie Stampede's in Jersey. What? I thought, I thought it was the show that's attached to Dollywood. No. Uh, oh, it's Pigeon Forge in Tennessee. It's Tennessee. It's but I'm pretty sure there was one. It doesn't. Oh, in Branson, Missouri. Sorry, it's not exactly. It's medieval times I'm thinking of. That's what in New Jersey. Do, do not come for medieval times and try to cancel medieval times. No, I love medieval times. If they try and cancel medieval times, I'm going to throw myself off the roof unless it's for like a valid reason. Lynnhurst, New Jersey's pride and joy medieval times. Wow. You confuse medieval times with a show about country things. Wow. Two Sorry. very different worlds. What? Just it. because they have horses. Not all yeah. horses are the same. Yeah. Totally. Oh, Grammy Awards. Are you going to watch them? Mm, probably. I won't know anything. I won't know the songs. I won't be having a grand old time. I really only listen to Broadway and opera. I, I've well, not who's going to get listen- best um, um, uh, soundtrack? It has to be six. Um, be six. What's nominated? Hold on. Control F. Best soundtrack. Oop. Track. I think Ooh. it should be a six. So, oh, oh, it's not even on the Washington Post's. I think it's like Into the Woods, Six, um, A Strange Loop. Strange Loop. Goodbye. Um, uh, listen, listen. Brilliant. Six was great. I love the music from Six. The live recording album, a little janky. But that's not what's up. It's the regular album. Oh, it's the regular one? I think so. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, I think Strange Loop or Into the Woods. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Sorry, sorry about it. Sorry about All it. Right, let's move on. Make Christmas straight again. The catchphrase in DJ Tanner's house. Candace Cameron Bure is taking her talents of being controversial to the Great American Family Network, where she and former Hallmark Channel CEO and current GAF Channel head Bill Abbott stated that their string of Christmas movies will keep traditional marriage at the core. That's right. The Yuletide will not be gay or bright, as the homos have no home for their holidays. The comment sparked immense backlash as her former sparring partner and accuser of being the meanest celebrity ever, Jojo Siwa, took to social media to call out CCB. This also saw support from DJ Tanner's little sister, Stephanie, a.k.a. Joey Sweeten, as well as former MTV VJ and One Tree Hill star Hillary Burton calling her a bigot. Since the initial statement, Candace addressed the controversy, doing what every conservative does by saying, if you know me, you know I'm not a bigot speech, while placing all the blame on the media for dividing and causing a toxic climate when we need Christmas more than ever. 
She refers to God and being a devout Christian throughout while never making mention of the accusations and never once using LGBTQ in her statement. Why would DJ God be like this? She's not y'all friend. Stop pretending like she's y'all's friend. Y'all people on the internet told her she was funny. It's your fault to quote Shandra. Wow. Um, I, so I had a friend share um, that she had looked at their story when he tagged them in a gay meme revolving this whole situation. So she's been looking at people's stories. Uh, Zalika took some time and trolled her Instagram post. Um, the conservatives are very, very not happy with Zalika Parsons. Um, what, why? What, what is she trying to gain here? I'm going to say so. I'm, you know, I'm all full of controversial today. Maybe it's because I'm sick. Maybe it's because I just had some tea. Maybe it's because I've gotten a full night's sleep and I don't normally. We want every single celebrity that we love, especially from our childhood, to be like these champions of like equality. And they're not. And I think if, what has Candace Cameron Burr done besides Hallmark Christmas movies? Like, what has she done? The View. And even then, Raven Simone called her out. But we are blowing this up and making this massive news when in reality, we're making her more famous because we all hold on to DJ Tanner from childhood. We watched Full House. We loved Full House. We just want her to love us as gay folks and, and, and trans folks and queer folks. And she doesn't. And we, were, we have these memories of watching Full House and of wanting her to be this, the same character. And she's not. She's a conservative, she is a Christian, and it just goes to show that while yes, some Christians can be very pro-LGBTQ, most of them aren't. Well, here's my question. Is Christmas for everyone, or is it simply for devout, morally corrupt Christians, and she just came out, can't come out and say that? She's trying to say Christmas is only for people who really believe. So, okay, hold on. Are we saying Christmas, like birth of Jesus Christmas, or Christmas, like Christmas Carol Christmas. No, she's talking, she's referring to Christmas movies. Things about Christmas are only for the people who have traditional values. That is why she's doing this. Well, Christmas only for Christians. Technically, Birth of Baby Jesus Christmas is a Christian holiday. Just like, I'm not, a, I'm not Jewish. I don't celebrate Hanukkah. Like, that is a holiday for Right, but people she's who, saying no, no, no. But you're not letting queer me finish people my point. can't be a part of it, and that's where and that's where I, I have an issue with regards to like if queer people are Christians, devout Christians, want to celebrate the Christian Christmas, that's fine. But there's also a big cultural thing that has happened where Christmas has become also a more pagan, non-denominational holiday that people across the board celebrate. Like Santa Claus is not a Christian icon. St. Nicholas there, is. There's a reason why Christmas movies are the staple of the Hallmark channel. Well, and that's the thing. If we're doing Christmas like baby Jesus birth in a manger, like there's nothing we can do. The Christians don't like the gays. And as much as we scream and fight and really try to be seen, they're not going to like us. But there are, there are tons of holiday movies that are, that do now have gay folks in them that are just pagan Christmas, like generic, like, tree and Santa and blah, 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 blah. And like love during the holidays that have existed like that really good one 
I'm single all the way with Michael Yuri or uh, what's it called? The one with Kristen Stewart, happiest seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's some really, there's the Christmas house on Hallmark. There's like seven or eight right now that are actually pretty fun and pretty good, but it's, we're trying to force this and this whole network came about because Hallmark said we're going to be inclusive. So they're doing their own thing. If we just stop giving them attention, time, energy, that will fail. If they don't have viewers, they can't get, they don't get revenue from ads. It will fail. And the best way to get organizations to listen is to speak with your money. Unfortunately, it probably won't fail because there are enough Christian based groups that will fund the fuck out of it. Um, we, yeah, you're right. We just don't need to give it time. We don't need to, <coughs> need to give it attention. Um, if this is the kind of thing she wants to do and, and, and this is the hill she wants to die on, go for it. We Let her fade away right. into we irrelevancy. We just don't need to deal with it. Um, I mean, she also has to realize like doing things like this in this current climate will affect her career. If there's ever a chance of another season of Fuller House or a spinoff or anything, she's out. She's done. People do not want to work with that. And like, look at Catherine McPhee. When was the last time we've seen her? She's well, fine. She's, she's, she's doing. No, what um, is she doing? Where is she right now? Because she was on that show, Scorpion, that canceled. And then it came out that she was donating to Donald Trump's campaign. Sweetheart. Where the fuck is she? She was on The Masked Singer with her husband. She's doing fine. The Masked Singer. So She's was Tori Spelling. Guy. So yeah. was Tori Spelling. And where's she? Masked Singer, you're not paying. You're not getting paid to be on it. Yes, you are. Are you kidding? You get money for that shit. Yes, you do. No. It's a television appearance. You have to get paid for it. Yeah, not if you're a celebrity because you're going to. It's all the. It's your fighting for uh your not donation or donations you're fighting for a donation to a charity not for this show no 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 that's not how it works no this is all for gimmicks this no not this one um hey candace cameron Bure, watch her be on the next season of mass singer she's gonna try and rehab her image when it's not profitable anymore to be this woman it's just gross it's really really gross again with jojo saying what she did like it's it's really shocking that she's learned nothing and everything is just a statement. And, She's and faced this. no consequences. Right. So it's time. Time, DJ Tanner. I, 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 you know what? I, re- I always said if I ever became a DJ, that was going to be my name, DJ Tanner. Never going to do it now. It's Get probably it also copyrighted. No, it's not. We're not talking about copywritten stuff yet. That's the last topic. Wait a second. Ariana's big brother and former contestant of said show, Frankie Grande, was mugged in New York City with a toy gun. Last week, Grande, who the article left making us surely aware that he is 39 years old, was mugged by two teenagers ages 13 and 17 with a fake gun on 8th Avenue and West 43rd around 6.30 p.m. Why no one observed this at this hour in New York City is beyond me, but whatever. The boy struck him from behind, stole his Louis Vuitton bag, iPhone 14, AirPods, sunglasses, and bank card. The boys were caught and charged with two counts of robbery, two counts of grand larceny, unlawful use of credit card, assault, criminal possession of a weapon, criminal possession of stolen property, menacing, harassment, and possession of controlled substance. So basically, these boys are fucked. We Um, believe it all, right? New York Post is savage. Ariana Grande's brother, Frankie Grande, 39, viciously mugged in New York yes. City by a 13-year-old. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I mean, listen, like, 
being mugged is being mugged. Like, and especially in the heat of that moment, especially if it's at night, you don't know if that's a real gun or a toy gun. I'm not saying that part. I'm saying how the fuck at 6.30 p.m. on West 43rd and 8th is no one able to see this happen? That's like the just toward the end of rush hour by Port Authority. There are uh, people around. Listen, you and I both have been in New York City. You and I both know. You look over uh, and you respond. Do not you keep going. You do you ignore it. People in the city just ignore shit. But if you are walking behind these kids who are striking him. You, you were like, okay, wait, maybe this is not something I want to be involved in or fine, but you, 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 you see it, you see it happen. And again, 43rd and 8th is by Port Authority. There are police around that area all the time. So th- I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm just saying it's very curious um, at that hour. We also are now looking at everything through the Jesse Smollett lens. That- that like, rather than believing when celebrities are getting assaulted, we are now having a second thought of, did this happen? Like when Lady Gaga's dogs got stolen and her dog walker got gunned down, my first reaction was, did it? And then I'm like, okay, it did. But it's because Jussie Smollett has done that. I fully believe this happened. And especially if it was from behind, you don't know if it's a 13 year old. And I think that it's it's unfortunate and it sucks and but it sounds like they caught the people. They did. They did. Um, <laughs> it just sucks that I also was like it's Frankie Grande, so it's kind of funny, but it's not funny. It's problematic, not problematic. Because he's bad person. He ruined my TV show. Okay, he is a bad person, um, and so is his sister. Why did she do the same thing to Ticketmaster? I legally cannot discuss this. Wow. Okay, that's interesting. 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 Did she kill Pete Davidson? No. Um, have you ever been mugged? You want me to put that sort of juju in the air, Michael Block? When I'm about to go and spend a week in New York City, you want me to put that juju in the air? I'm not answering that question because I don't want to even fucking jinx myself in any sort of way. How dare you? How dare you? See, you would never get mugged from behind, though, because everyone would be just distracted by your cute butt. The straights would not. The straights would get me. The straights me would up. get you. They would beat you up. You have a beat-up bubble face. It's, it's... <laughs> Disrespectful. Um, Frankie, I hope you're doing well. It seems like everything is, is, is kosher. Now you're doing better. Um, um, yeah, those 13 and 17 year old, do you think it was targeted? Do we know, do we know if they knew who he was or do they just see a fancy ass bag and say, Ooh, that's money, mommy. I think they saw a fancy ass bag and said, cause honestly, this is, uh, this is my awful moment. Does anyone actually know who Frankie Grande is? <laughs> He was literally in the Big Brother house as Ariana Grande's brother, looking just like her. And nobody, they all knew who Ariana Grande was. Nobody knew who he was. And even then, people still don't know who he is. He is a co-star of Titanic. I know, and I love Titanic. I loved it. But, like, the gays know who Frankie Grande is. 
And all the gays have an opinion about Frankie Grande, and it's usually not a favorable one. Like me. And me. All right, final topic. All Mariah wants for Christmas is to be the queen of Christmas, but sorry, girl, you got beat. After trying to trademark the phrase queen of Christmas, Mariah Carey was denied after a motion was filed by music's only full-time Christmas singer-songwriter, Elizabeth Chan, that she was already dubbed the queen of Christmas and has used the brand Princess of Christmas in connection with her daughter. Meanwhile, Darlene Love took issue to the claim that she was dubbed the queen of Christmas by David Letterman three decades ago. Now, all these women wanted this title and they wanted to share it. Do you think it's fair? Should Mariah not be able to profit off of the Queen of Christmas title? This whole story is ridiculous. Who the fuck is Elizabeth Chan? Um, I've never heard of her. Hold on. Elizabeth she the Queen of Christmas? Chan, Queen of Christmas. Because she wrote what? Does she only have, she literally only has only Christmas, Christmas albums. Music. Like, do you put a Christmas album, like, every year, or do you put it out in, like, April and be like, happy Christmas music? Um, I don't know. Maybe it's every year. She just releases a little Christmas song, a jingle, one might say, and then goes back to sleep for another 11 months. But yeah, the story here is basically they wanted to prevent her from trademarking Queen of Christmas because it would impinge their brand. I don't know, but is it fair for a a saying like that to be trademarked in the way it is for Mariah to make all the money? Mariah needs all the money she can get if we're being 100% honest. Why is that? She broke. Well, Nick Cannon can't help her out? No, he's got about 800 children. He's got a soccer team. He does have a soccer team. Um, This is... These are all of Elizabeth Chan's albums. The first 13, the first one she released. Everyday Holidays, then Christmas in the City, then Red and Green, then Five Golden Rings, then Songs for Noel, then Best Gift Ever, and then in 2019, it was If the Fates Allow. She sounds like a winner. He released a new Christmas album. And that's all she has. Okay, so why does she want to be the queen of Christmas if no one because listens she, to it? She already has it copyrighted. She got to it first. Sorry, Charlie's. But what about Darlene Love? David Letterman says she's a queen Christmas. Well, she should have copyrighted it right then and there. Um, if you were going to put a Christmas album out, what are like some of the tracks you would cover? I don't know. This is a good question, Michael Block. Yes, thank you. Um... You know what? I could I could slay the house down boots with some old holy night. Uh-huh. Um, the the Destiny Child version? <laughs> I'm too white for that, but yes. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'm more of a ballad singer, so I would want to do So like you're not the... you're not gonna do run run Rudolph? No. Mary. Kelly can maybe do it. maybe some the four seasons did a Christmas song too, right? Mm, sure go everyone's done a christmas sure song. um maybe i'll do the lady gaga one. Oh my god it is such a good christmas song so underrated the only thing i'd rather be is underneath my christmas tree come on it's about sex it's so good it's perfect um how about uh last christmas will you do that cover Ooh, and this christmas but mm-hmm. the patty labelle version 
at the White House lawn. We're my backup singers. That's the version I want to do. Um, um, RuPaul has a Christmas album. I could do one of hey his sis, songs. It's Christmas. Not that one. No, Listen, the when they one. forced those girls to do that song last season on UK3, I was like, that's, that's your legacy. Your legacy is Christmas. She's the queen of Christmas. Um, I, I think I think you have a really cute um, Christmas album. Maybe you should do a Christmas cabaret. Um, that's I, I can't talk about that yet because that might get announced soon. <gasps> oh my god, I can predict things without knowing anything. Um, not this year. It'll probably be a next year oh. thing, but it won't be a one man cabaret. It would be with like a whole group of folks. But also, there's not too many Broadway Christmas songs. There's the we one need from a Mame. little Christmas. There's the one from Mame. Name me two more. White Christmas. Okay, name me one more. Um, uh, the other Bing Crosby. Um, it's not uh, Bing Crosby. You could, and according to copyright laws, since we're on copyright laws, when you're doing a show like a cabaret or something like that, you cannot have more than three songs. From the same show. What is the other vintage um, holiday show that I'm thinking? But you of? also have to do modern. You have to put some more modern in there. I'm sure there's um, something you can pick from. I'm sure there's a Christmas song somewhere. Christmas, Christmas story. Christmas story, the musical. Yeah, Elf. Oh yeah, that exists. Are the, these are these are great shows, but. They are there, but you can do the song from Rent. Seasons yeah. of Love? No, Christmas Bells. La Viva Wem? No, Christmas Bells. The one where they literally, with all honest living, honest living. The Squeegee Man? Come on. Do you not know Rent? Have you never no, seen No, I know Rent. I was in Rent. As a Squeegee Man? No. Mark? No. Alexi Darling? No. Roger? No. Don't say Angel. <gasps> no I wanted to be Mark I walked into auditions I saw who was there and I said they are not going to consider me for anything but Angel your pasty ass was Angel? I sure was are there photographs that I can see please? yeah I had it on um, Facebook for a while I did, and we didn't like I just it was a white angel it was weird right right which is it was just weird yeah. I don't know how fine it is. It was, all, it was 2011. I don't know how fine it is now. Oh my God, you wore makeup? I wore eyeshadow and like just standard foundation for my skin tone. Well, I'm going to find it. It's going to be my lucky day today. Yeah, they're on Facebook somewhere. Wow. So we left off with this, ta- this, this category because Christmas is around the corner. Do you have any Christmas wishes this year? None that I want the FBI to hear. Oh, oh boy. Oh, um, so Mikey is looking for a Santa so he can sit on his lap. Yeah, let's go in that direction. Yeah. All right, what are you looking forward to next week? Besides turkey lurkey time. I'm going to New York City. I will be seeing 13 to 14 shows if I can plan it. I will be reviewing them uh, for cross-border interviews with Chris Brown which you can find that on the website. It's the Lights of Broadway section. I will be reviewing all of the shows except for one because I'm seeing it in previews and I am respecting the fact that it's in previews. 
I just want to see Audra McDonald and I won't have another chance before it closes. So uh, that's the plan. This sounds like a fun time. Where it's for my find... 30th birthday. I'm officially going to be too old for all men on internet. Never for me. You're always full of minds. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm already getting called daddy on these apps and I need these children no, to stop. I need them to stop. I literally responded and I was like, I don't know who you're talking to, but it's not me. I ain't your daddy. No, I can confirm that's not, not, no. Um, all right, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Um, don't really have any projects right now. Like I said, Lights of Broadway on Cross Border Interviews with Chris Brown. I'm going to be there with probably, hopefully 10 to 11 reviews, depending on what we see and what's in previews and all that good stuff. And then um, let's see, Instagram at Mikey Nichols Pate. And then I think that's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this was fun. Thanks for being here. The biggest thanks to Mikey for coming on. Subscribe to your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at thenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Block Talk.